Yo, welcome to the Average Buds Podcast, Devin and Kush. Today we talk about regulations on having children and our ideas on what that might look like in a hypothetical world. This has been a this has been brought up a couple times so far in the podcast, and we've never devoted a full episode to it but now we are mostly because i couldn't come up with another topic and then this one hit me and i was like oh thank god (laughs) okay um the the concept of regulating who can have children and who can be a parent because like we brought it up plenty of times where you know we think that there are too many incompetent people having children which ends up just making a more incompetent world if you will because like if you're an incompetent parent your kid's not going to grow up to be well i mean they might they might right but i would say there's a generalization that if you're a shitty parent your kid's going to grow up to be a shitty kid and uh i wanted to know what do you think if any um possible regulations could be put on people to you know limit the amount of and i mean i don't want to say limit the population but that would kind of just be a side effect of you know this regulation um but any regulations that you could think would work you know that wouldn't rustle too many feathers obviously they're all going to rustle feathers but um yeah what do you what do you think could be a regulation for parents or future parents yeah um I think I think one of the the big problems with it is like if we say someone can't procreate then it might turn into like you're infringing on my human rights the same way like in yeah, some states um in some in some places in the states they say that you can't have an abortion or whatever and like that's yeah. pretty fucked up yeah, yeah. um cuz like what if you get raped right um but you know, aside from that, I think I think the most common sense factors for me would be um, finances. Um, they would probably all surround around there because if somebody, if a parent, like if a parent's incompetent, maybe they're not the best parent. Like that's one thing. Um, but the whole other side of that is like, can that person financially provide what that child needs? Um, and that especially is dependent on where they live, right? Like in Canada, we get a little bit more handed out to us with education and shit. Um, in the States, it's not as as forward. It's not as easy. Um, so yeah, I think, I, think, I think finances, man. I think that's the biggest one. I think maybe we should have a, uh, a cap or sorry, a, uh, an amount that you have to make per year, depending on like maybe the city you live in or the state you live in based on their like average uh, living requirements. And that way, no matter what, at least we know the kid's getting the bare minimum. Because from my understanding, um, a lot of kids out there like barely get that and they basically have to scrap for themselves um and from what i from what i know i believe social services like things like that they don't want to take kids away from their parents because they want their kids to have as much uh, connection to their parents as possible and I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure something has to go pretty fucking awry for a kid to just be taken to be yeah to be yanked from the family yeah they'd have to be you yeah. know they'd have to have proof of them being some sort of drug addict or something that yeah uh, that is further than incompetency you know what i mean it's like uh neglect almost um 
Yeah, I agree. Finances are probably a huge one. Um, but do you think in comparison, do you think it's worse to be a, uh, in a financial burden or an incompetent parent? So if I, if I, if I really had to compare both, Ooh, I think, I think it would have to be like an incompetent or neglect, like a parent with it that's demonstrating neglect because I'm sure there's a ton of parents out there that like are doing their absolute best and they're like working double shifts or whatever and to, to provide and maybe they're not meeting minimums in every sense like maybe the kid has to start working at like 16 to help provide for the family or whatever but they're still being loved on and that parent is like trying to get them to like focus on like school or athletics or whatever the case is so I think I think I'm gonna go with incompetency what do you what do you think um so sorry I I kind of I needed some clarification here because my brain isn't working. Um, you're saying incompetency is worse than the financial burden. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying I'm saying like in, if we're if we're talking about incompetency, like uh, drug abuse, or their parents are just never home, or they you know there's a lot of abuse um, in the family or or towards a child, stuff like that. Like I think at the end of the day, that's probably worse than than financial yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. Let me, let me, uh, reformulate the question a little bit then let's not take the extreme of, you know, let's not look completely at being like dirt broke for the financial side. And let's not look at being, you know, a drug addict on the negligence side. Let's say they are just like straight up, just a stupid human being that doesn't really know how to foster their kids emotionally, intelligently, you know, those kind of things. They're not, they're not like out doing meth, but they're just not what, you know, I don't know what you want to consider a bad parent in air quotes that I didn't do. Um, and then, yeah, so not completely poor and like on the poverty line, but not enough to necessarily, you know, provide a solid foundation for their kid. Okay. So when you say, when you say they're not like at the poverty line, are you saying like, you know, they still, they can still get like what they need in terms of school and food, but maybe they don't get the extra things in life. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I would say food and schooling would be like the bare minimum, but let's say they needed, or let's say, well, not necessarily needed, but let's say they can't afford toys. Okay. As like a kind of a baseline thing. So toys aren't a necessity, obviously, but they are important for a, a child's, you know, learning and whatnot. Right. Um, that's tough. Cause the way that I see it is on one side, it's, it's a, it's a nature versus nurture thing where like, in my opinion, parents play a massive role on the development of a kid. And if they're emotionally unattached, like, like you said, they're not abusive. Maybe they're not like cussing their kids out or anything. Um, but if they're not teaching their kids, like how to have a, like a, a positive relationship with someone, I think that could seriously negatively impact that child. Uh, moving forward. Um, Whereas if they could give them that love and support um, from an emotional standpoint, but they maybe couldn't provide for them financially in the sense of like, like you said, like getting that extra stimulation with toys and maybe sports or stuff like that. um, Maybe hope, hoping that the child is, is, you know, is, is raised properly and has the right mindset 
they can look back at it when they're, you know, about our age and they can think to themselves, Hey, like my parents tried, they loved me. They tried financially. They gave me what I needed. And now I'm going to work harder to make sure my kids have what they need. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You definitely hit the, hit the ball on that one. I, I agree with that fully. And, uh, I definitely think, you know, it is important to be a, a more competent parent than, uh, you know, the finances, because, you know, there's tons of families that thrive in, in terms of, you know, just having that emotional connection. And I think that is more important because if you are emotionally disconnected on, on a very, very, um, wow, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Damn. Anyway, I was thinking like, if you have that emotional disconnect, then, you know, maybe they become a, a narcissist or a psychopath. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Drastic, maybe a drastic example or a, I can't, I still can't think of the word. Anyway, I'm just gonna move on. <laughs> well, I mean, just quick though, you're, you're, you're not that, that example isn't that crazy, man. Like think about, think about a lot of the fucking murder documentaries out here, man. Like it's always like, you know, the parents were super just like out of it and they weren't, you know, the greatest or they, they stems didn't from trauma stems from trauma. Something big happens. And the next thing you know, the fucking kids just on a killing spree. Right. <laughs> so I feel you on that. Yeah. And I feel like, I guess going back to the comparison between the two that, you know, weighs way more into like incompetent parents because yeah, like being poor, you're not, but you, you won't become a psychopath. You won't become a serial killer, but, but maybe then you do still break the law. You know, maybe you need to steal for your, for what you want. I don't know. It's a tough question. Yeah. And I think even in that case, man, it goes back to, to nurturing. Like how do you take care of your child? Um, if you're broke, and, you know, you are living pay to paycheck to paycheck and you don't get the finer things in life. Um, and unfortunately, in places in the States, um, you can work 40 hours a week at minimum wage and be below the poverty line. Right. Um, so maybe, you know, you've checked all those boxes, but your parents didn't teach you basic concepts of, you know, don't steal from other people. Don't take it's not OK to do that, no matter how hungry or poor you are. You should never, you know fucking grand theft auto some some you know some person's car um and it's unfortunate because you see a lot of those things in um the lower class neighborhoods i guess um you know people are fucking stealing tires and shit out here right so it's yeah, it's, yeah. it's no bueno yeah i don't know i think uh now bringing up like lower income areas in terms of financial responsibility would it be really you know, I mean, okay, everything we're saying here is against human rights, obviously. Mm -hmm. We we understand that we're not, you know, delusional. We're not we're not under the misunderstanding that this would actually come into place without, you know, riots in the streets and whatever the fuck. But right. um how do you think that would impact the lower um the lower income areas? Because if they all don't meet that financial restriction on having kids, what would that look like in the future for that community? I think it'd be a fucking good thing, bro. Like if they're not reaching that financial um, minimum, then, you know, they can't legally have kids, then they're taking care of themselves at least. Right. Um, I think it can go two ways. I think one way is, yeah, it, you know, they have more money to take care of themselves and maybe their partner and maybe they're able to live um, a slightly better quality of life. But I think on the other hand, now I don't, 
I don't want to place a certain like certain characteristics on populations because that's not right. Yeah. Um, but let's say on a general basis, if we say a handful of the people within that population, maybe they themselves weren't raised great, right? Maybe maybe they're into that shit, um, like you know, just being a criminal. Yeah. Um, perhaps not having a kid would make that worse. Not saying that having a kid would necessarily stop that, but maybe it does for some people, maybe having a kid for some, you know, everyday criminals make them want to change. And maybe that's in a perfect world. Um, but maybe crimes would go up even a little bit, but there's no really telling for sure. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if you are, you know, in that, uh, in that gang crime world, you know, if you have a kid and you can't support them, I feel like that would be, that would drive up crime more because now you're like, okay, now I have like, I mean, given that you, you know, are a decent human being still even, you know, just to care for your own child, not in terms of the law, but I feel like that would force them to want to commit more crimes so that True. they can give their child a better life. You know what I mean? True. Sell more drugs, have more money to, you know, raise the kids. So um, I don't know. On that note though, how do you feel about abortion in the sense of us being able to regulate it? Because if someone, let's say, doesn't meet the requirements for whatever basis we've set up, um, but they get, mm. I don't know, they get pregnant for whatever reason. They get pregnant or they get raped or something. I think rape's a little different, so I'll just, I'm just i just going to remove that from the conversation. But let's just say they get pregnant. Um, do you feel like we should then be able to be like, hey, you don't meet the requirements. We're going to abort this child. Or are we saying you can have the kid, but we're going to take it away from you? Hmm. Interesting. That is a very, very interesting concept. Because I am very, you know, I, I don't believe that we should regulate abortion at all but in this in this hypothetical world that we've created shit i don't know i think because what are what are the odds that the the parent is then they haven't met these requirements what are the odds that they're gonna drink or smoke weed or smoke cigarettes when they're pregnant now now that they know that their kid isn't actually like their kid I feel like I feel like there'd be a lot of a lot of uh, children with birth defects because of it because they're like okay well if this is getting taken away from me like I don't give a shit about it like why would I change my life to accommodate somebody else's kid now That's a solid point. That's oh, actually yeah. a really good point. Yeah. I, so it's, I feel like if you don't abort them, yeah. They it's just going to come out with like a wave of children that are just defective if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I agree with you. I don't think we should necessarily regulate or not necessarily. I don't think we should regulate that at all. Um, abortion in general in the real world. Um, but yeah, in that case, that is a tough one. That is, that is a tough one. It's either like you abort the kid or you fucking, you know, abide by our rules, have the kid and then we'll get rid of it or not get rid of it. But <laughs> what if now, because, um, there's so much money being saved in social workers and in the social sector because there's not as much need for it mm -hmm. um, because of all of these changes being made and all these lower income families not having children. What if they were able to pay these people? So like if, if by an off chance you did have a kid, right? Oh, but then it would just be weird because then people would be just getting knocked up for the money. Okay, but stay with me for a second. If they, 
if they paid them, right? So if you if you got pregnant and you didn't re- meet the regulations mm-hmm. and they were like, okay, we're going to give you, if you go to, like, if you give birth to this kid at, you know, at a healthy pace, you know, you eat all the right foods, you don't smoke, you don't do all the shitty things um, and we'll give you $5,000 at the end of it, as long as you ensure it's a healthy baby what do you think would come of that other than the other implication of me already saying that people would be getting knocked up for the money? I don't know, man. I feel like for, I mean, I, I think there's enough good people out there to at least kind of put themselves in the place of like, okay, I fucked up. I'm pregnant now. Um, I can't afford this kid. So I'm going to be realistic about it. And I'm going to, you know, listen to what whoever is telling me to just, you know, keep the baby healthy. And yeah, I'll get something out of it. I think in any case, like from a physiological standpoint, you can be a pretty fucked up person. Um, But I just think the natural hormone hormonal process of having a child uh, makes makes a mother super attached to that thing. Um, even if they might not like really want it that much. Right. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that, yeah, there's enough good people to, to just take it for the right reasons and then get something out of it. I'm not saying five grand replaces a human, you know, child, yeah, but yeah. you know, um, but unfortunately going back to your initial point, man, like don't people foster kids all the fucking time for government money? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think that's one of the big things is like, and uh, fuck, I can't remember what show it is, but you see in like TV and movies and shit that foster the foster systems fucking spooky, man. Like they'll foster like eight kids and treat them like shit just for the money. Yeah, dude, they'll foster like eight kids and then use like the salary that they make from like four of the kids to, you know, fucking feed everyone. And then the rest just goes in their pocket. And they like, they're complete dicks, man. They just live mm-hmm. off of like government foster money. And I don't know how like realistic that structure is because again, my own experience is from fucking movies and TV shows. So I don't really know exactly how that works, Yeah, but people do shit for the wrong reasons, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I, I, I take it back in the sense of, I don't think that would work, but if, if there was some sort of regulation, there would have to be some sort of government involvement in people's bodies which obviously wouldn't happen but like imagine them forcing because like how do you ensure that people are gonna not get pregnant at the highest level that you can anyway like are you gonna force every every girl that doesn't meet the the recommendations to get an iud or their like tubes tied or every guy to get the vasectomy that's a good point um i think regulating abortion is a tough one but when it comes to enforced protection though you're infringing on human rights just think about it rationally for a second to anyone listening getting slightly upset by what i'm about to say (laughs) think about it rationally if everyone assuming that their health allowed it could just take birth control um and I'm not, I, and then the, uh, immediately the argument's going to come up like, oh, then women have to take birth control and the guys just get to fucking do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Let's say we fucking finally come up with some male birth control. I think they're working on some shit like that anyways. But let's just say that a male and a, a female could both take some form of like contraceptive pill. And you're basically enforced to take that until you know for a fact that you're you meet the requirements to have a child then would that be so bad because at that point 
we don't have to worry about forcing abortion. We don't have to worry about all the kids in poverty and, you know, all the kids that don't have good emotional ties to their own family. At that point, we only have to worry about the kids that are born and we can almost guarantee that the kids that are born are, you know, going to be born into a, a decent situation. And in that same sense, and I'm a little anxious talking about this because again, like I'm not trying to fucking change my mind anyone, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to if you understood that reference. <laughs> um, but think about if someone gets raped and has a kid as a result of that, if we just enforce that control thing on everyone, then maybe we wouldn't have to worry about the rape baby so much. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm not, so if, if a guy's going to rape a girl, assuming that the guy is willing to go that far and do something like, like something that terrible to someone, that person probably isn't going to follow the rules anyways. But fingers crossed, the female will, depending yeah. on where it is yeah. and what kind of community we were talking about, right? Because it's hard to enforce a pill because like, how do you, I don't know, how do you get someone to take a pill every day unless you put it in the fucking water system, right? Yeah, But yeah. I do think it might help. And I do think like in this hypothetical situation, it's a better solution than to say, I'm just going to fucking say that you have to abort your child or you're not allowed to abort your child, even though you got fucking brutally raped. Yeah, I mean that that aspect in itself i think in a hypothetical world hopefully we don't have just the <laughs> these solutions that we're bringing up right like maybe in 55 years they've developed you know some sort of weird fucking black mirror shit where they can control everybody a little bit better you know what i mean right, so right, we're right. not we're not really confined to the stuff that we know right now um but i think how okay what do you think would happen to the society um in terms of like i think there would be a lot of societal judgment if there's somebody that's super successful and makes mm -hmm. a lot of money and is a decent human being but they just don't want to have kids then what what do you think people would look at them and be like wouldn't they be like why aren't you having a kid you you have to do your part now that only you know like 50 percent of the world can be having kids and shit so are you saying in that case, like, it's a privilege to almost have a kid? Like, it's a, it's a, it's a rite of passage to be able to have a kid. And it's all. It's a population thing. It's almost like a responsibility. Like right. you, you are in the, in the financial and emotional well-being to have a kid. So you right. should be having a kid, even more than now, right? We see that in today's society where it's like if uh if a family or a woman doesn't want to have a kid people are kind of like well why don't you want to have kids you know what i mean that it's kind of like, weird <laughs> it, it, yeah it's yeah. kind of just like um but i feel like wouldn't that amplify it somehow in terms of like if only half the population can have kids then wouldn't it be even more frowned upon if you're able to and you're not that's a, that's a, that's a solid point, man. I, it's, it's weird. Um, and it's weird that I've thought that in passing, like not like really put much effort into it, but like you meet a couple that's maybe in their fifties and you just kind of assume that they have kids and it's just kind of like, so like, what are your kids up to these days? And they just didn't have any. Um, and it's weird that that's so strange. It's also very strange to find couples that are dating, um, at a certain age, like when you're in their fifties, sixties and like, 
you have a live-in boyfriend or girlfriend, but we immediately are like, why aren't you just married then? You know what I mean? Cause like, mm-hmm. that's the adult thing to do, which is incorrect by, you know, every standard. Um, but yeah, if we apply that to our hypothetical world here, um, I think for some people, um, that really want to have kids, but maybe can't because of the restrictions around like income or whatever, maybe they would kind of look down on it. Cause for them, it's like, you know, you, you can, you have this power to like give birth and like, um, you know, bring a new life into the world. But other than that, man, I just say, fuck them. Like you want to have a kid, fuck it. Our population's already fucked. You know, like I'm sure that if we did the math on it, if only like 20% of the world's population had kids and the rest just like abruptly stopped, you know, I still think are like, as far as the human race goes, we're chilling. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think it would be better for the planet, you know, less people in the future, you know, the gives it a little bit, uh, the earth, a little bit of time recovery time, if you will. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I also feel kind of, kind of moving into a different topic too, um, with China, they're allowed to have one kid. Yeah, I think so. Um, and I'm pretty sure I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure there is financial benefit for that one kid to be a male. I think, uh, I don't, I don't, I have no idea, but I definitely know that, you know, they always want males in terms of, you know, keeping with their, yeah. 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 Um, anyways, that stuff aside, just cause I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I, I think there is some financial benefit to having a male versus a female. I could be way off on that. Um, but I know that it is a cultural thing um, in a lot of cultures, like having a guy is just a big deal. Um, but in this scenario where they're only allowed to have one kid, what if we just applied that to the entire world's population, but we say, Hey, you make like, we almost make it into tax brackets, right? Like you make, you know, 60 to 80 grand a year. Congratulations. You can have one kid, you know, um, if your household income is 200 grand a year, great. You can have, you know, two to four kids. And then from that point on, you can decide, do I want to have kids or not? Um, The really fucked up thing about all of this is, is that there are really weird and fucking crazy people out there, man. And I know you and I are careful about this shit, but there are so many people that just don't give a fuck. And they live in these like, and I'm talking again, more so, I think the more sort of quote unquote uneducated pop, like the, the more uneducated you are, the, the, the increased likelihood of having a, a pregnancy prematurely in the sense that you, you didn't want it. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they go and they fucking, you know, I'm, I'm going on a rant a little bit, but they do some <laughs> Coke and alcohol and all that kind of shit. And they get fucking knocked up by like eight different dudes a week. And then they're pregnant and then they have a kid and then, you know, they have to worry about having this child and then they just try to find some fucking baby daddy to take care of them but that baby daddy ends up being abusive as fuck like how many like i've heard that story too many times in my head to let that go um so i think people are just irresponsible in general which creates a huge issue with our whole idea here because like we can imply these rules on people and and try to force people to do it but until we find a way to actually like enforce it enforce it then people are just gonna do whatever the fuck they want which is cruel and unusual man yeah i mean that's why that's why i kind of brought in like the whole black mirror thing like for this to work there has to be some sort of you know crazy technology or crazy you know government control over the people somehow some way we don't know what that looks like but yeah we we are talking about this because it stems from our passion for hating incompetent parents 
uh, because I don't know, we feel like there's a lot of stupid motherfuckers out there that shouldn't be having kids. And often those stupid motherfuckers are the ones having the most kids. So that also creates a problem. So <laughs> fucked, man. You're absolutely right. Oftentimes they have the most kids because they're not fucking smart about it. And like, in what world are you that fucking dumb that you already have a kid or two and you can't afford them and you can literally like can barely provide for them and they fucking hate you? Are you like, okay, I'm just going to continue to have unprotected sex? I don't know, man. I think, I think that comes down to an income thing. I think they'd rather risk it. Okay. And as weird as this sounds, right. As weird as this uh, theory is, is that they don't want to pay for contraception because it's too expensive. So they'll just risk having a kid, which would obviously in the long run is way more expensive, but then aren't there some sort of social programs like we were talking about with the foster like fostering a ton of kids for money isn't there I, I don't know about canada or the u.s but isn't there some sort of programs where you get money for kids if you're lower income i feel like i want to say yes but i'm not entirely sure so um, you probably get more tax breaks too if you're if you're a dependent like if you have a dependent um so although it's kind of weird and somewhat cruel i feel like the lower income families are pumping out kids because they're getting money for it. So at what point do we just say, does the government just say, okay, stop. Like, we're not going to give you money because like, how do we regulate that? Because I feel like, yeah, there are some situations and maybe it's not a huge percent, but there's definitely situations out there where, you know, uh, a family is low income and they're like, Hey, we can get $800 a month per kid. So let's just have six kids and, you know, use the money. Like and keep the money pretty much for the parents' sake and do the bare minimum for the kids. How can they, how can the government regulate that and be like, fuck off? Like, we're not going to give you money for your weed and alcohol. (laughs) Yeah, dude. I, I, and that's, that's a tough one, man. I I know for a fact, like, I, I, I'm sure parents get like tons of tax breaks. Um, and the main reason I know that is every time I fill out a fucking tax form on a new job application, it asks me like 500 questions around, you know, if I'm, if there's someone dependent on me on a monthly basis and they literally will give me breaks. Um, I don't think there's a way to regulate that in our current uh, like method of, uh, or our current like societal, um, I guess, democracy or the way our system works. I think you would have to be like Hitler to basically say, yeah. fuck you guys, you're not doing this. Right. Which is not okay. You can't go to that extreme because fuck that. Um, even though it sounds convenient, there are so many other variables that would be so fucked if that were to happen. But what I do think, and you brought up, you kind of brought this point up in passing, and I'm, I think I've heard of people trying to create programs like these. Um, I'm not sure if they actually exist, but maybe we make birth control free um, and condoms free. Now, I understand that both are a business. Um, like the condom market is fucking huge, bro. Like I've been watching Trojan commercials since I was like a, you know, eight year old kid. You're like, it, it's just a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we regulate that market. And I know it's a bit of a socialist idea, which not a lot of people are going to love because it means taxes, but it would help us inversely because everyone would have access to birth control. Everyone would have access to um, condoms. And I, you know, that alone could like seriously help our population and it could completely be an end to those fucking 16 and pregnant shows. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because like um, you said, like you said, it still relies on the people to be responsible about it. So although it's free and although it's there, are they going to take the option and do it? So I think I'll, I think a fair amount might, but I think there will still be a fair amount that are just like, fuck it, I don't care. Yeah. So, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, one thing I want to talk, I have two, I have two ideas in my head that I kind of wanted to talk about. The first yeah. one, um, I kind of brought up the whole 16 and pregnant, um, those kinds of shows. Have you, have you like seen or heard any of those? I mean, I watched like when I was, I don't know, probably 18, I right? probably watched a ton of them on YouTube just for the memes and shit. Me too, yeah. dog. Fuck yeah. Um, so I think MTV had a 16 and pregnant show that I used to watch around that age as well. Um, and then now TLC has like a show, I think it's called unexpected and it's essentially the same thing. They're kids that have kids. Um, and I just don't get it because most of these families that are on this show are going to schools. Um, and as, as long as you're going to a school, you know that you have some level of sex education. Um, and I'm assuming that stays consistent with every public board through the States and Canada. Um, I'm not so sure about religious schools. Um, they, well, probably, well, they just abstain anyway they just they teach anyways, yeah so, yeah um but it, yeah i know i know a lot of the the idea is in high school where it's like hey i'm gonna teach you about having sex i'm not gonna tell you not to do it because you're probably gonna do it anyways like most kids lose their virginia around 16 um so i'm gonna give you free access to condoms and that's a thing you know yeah. you need a fucking condom there's a bowl of them take one nobody will say anything at our school at our at my high school there is a fishbowl of condoms at the front desk and I hope I'm not losing my mind and I'm almost hundred percent sure that's true, but there's a, there's just a fucking thing of condoms and you could just go in there. You could take it. Nobody says anything to you, grab as many as you want. And that's great because it's awkward at that age. Cause it's like, mm, I'd rather just go buy this shit, but that makes sense, bro. Like you're, you're teaching these kids, fuck all you want, right? Go on a fucking frenzy, bro. But <laughs> wrap the willy yeah but i mean that, that it's a good thing don't get me wrong but kind of along the topic of what we've gone to a lot in the past is if it's accessible doesn't it make it doesn't it just make it more people want to do it so if people were not having sex because you know they were scared of getting somebody pregnant and now there's a fishbowl of condoms and now they're having sex everywhere you know what i mean <laughs> everywhere. So it's like so it's like if does that open the door for more, um, you know, for that to happen? And then would there not be maybe a correlation of more pregnancies because of that due to, you know, people using it incorrectly, it breaking, whatever it may be, right? And then because the, because of the amount of people having sex is so much higher, then it right. just kind of correlates to more pregnancies anyway. I feel you. I feel you on that. And I've always kind of thought that when I see this stuff in like movies or even just as a kid growing up, like, you know, you get taught how to put a fucking condom on and, um, you know, you learn about all those things. And yeah, in my mind, it's like, well, if you're fucking giving us condoms, then doesn't that just mean that we can do whatever the fuck we want to do? <laughs> um, but I, I do think that in this day and world, bro, um, and I don't want to get too into this because I think it could be a whole other topic, but like even with like TikTok trends and shit, man, like you're seeing like 14, 15 year old girls doing some pretty fucking sexual shit online. And based on what I'm seeing there, um, 
and just like the way that like youth culture is growing, man, it's so sexualized now, even from when you and I were in high school, um, you know, the way that people are fucking dressing and like just all this shit, kids are horny as fuck. That's like, it's just, that's just how it is, man. Like, and, and if they're, unless we can change that internally to not make them horny around the age of 16, then we might as well just give them condoms. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's just their, you know, that's yeah. just life. That's just how it is. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense. I, I think there's, I don't think that it's necessarily uh, like, you know, the how, whatever they're doing in terms of like teenagers and stuff, because I'm sure when we were kids, you know, the generation above us also looked at us saying the same shit, you know, in some facet, maybe it wasn't like a sexual facet, but I'm sure they were looking at us as degenerates as well. Right. So it's, it's kind of a generational thing that always happens too, uh, along the lines of like, I always usually hate people that are younger than me. I don't know why, but like I, I was in high school once, but now I look at high school kids and I'm like, you guys are all fucking annoying and I hate so, you all. So it's, it's just how it is. Annoying. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I don't know what it is, but I, I see fucking high school kids. I live next to a high school and a junior high. So when I walk my dog, um, sometimes I don't time it properly. And it's like right around the time school gets out and the high school kids are always on spares too. Um, and they're fucking like ripping around in their cars and blasting music and being fucking delinquents. And I feel weird thinking about it this way, but in my mind, I'm like, guys, come on. Like you're in a community. There's like people live across the street. <laughs> you're an old and, man uh, now. I'm an old man, bro. And it sucks. Cause I was that kid. I was the kid that rolled, you know, rolled up to school in my fucking beat up Chevy Cavalier with my music blasted to the fucking nines. And I didn't give a damn. Um, so I feel you on that. Yeah. Anyway, I feel um, like we've gone a little off topic. But. Yeah. Um, so the next, the next sort of topic um, in my mind was kind of going back to the beginning a little bit with the psychological factors of having a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. Sure. You know, growing up, having friends that came from households that maybe weren't the most ideal and you kind of knew they were going through some shit um and not like not like you know the everyday kid that maybe got yelled at because of a bad test but like i'm i'm talking like you know there's really something going on at home um and also just being you know i've been with a teacher for how many years right um i can't and i won't get into any of that and she she's really good at not sharing details with me that are sensitive um but I am shocked by how many parents there are that have kids that just don't give a fuck about, you know, whether the kid's showing up to school, um, whether or not they're timely, um, whether or not they're doing well um, to the point where, you know, these kids are coming to school and they're misbehaving and they're acting, acting up and they're, you know, treating their the you know teachers like shit and like the, the list goes on and on and on um and it's not their fault and that's the hardest part for me as an adult because i have some experience teaching kids too um and from what i've learned like i taught from grade three to grade nine and in every class i taught there was always one or two kids that was like you could you could tell man like they were going through some shit and Again, I can't like I don't feel comfortable 
talking about those yeah, things on no an problem. online thing just because like that's a legal thing yeah. but the amount of times that like if a kid feels like connected and like there's been a couple kids that like they feel like they can um confide in me a little bit and i'm and i know what happens with nicole a lot as well but like they come and they talk to me and they tell me about their their like their family life bro or like we'll do uh, an assignment and the things that they write about their family and it like breaks my heart it's it's tough that these little little kids are going home and they're like anyways you you get you get my gist right you get the yeah, gist of yeah, what of i'm course. trying to say so it, it kind of it kind of brings me to the point of of just outside of all the things that we've talked about i think as a human being you need to realize that you were a kid once too and maybe your childhood wasn't the greatest and your parents couldn't give you the greatest and that psychologically really impacted you but you need to be an adult and treat your kids the exact opposite if that's the case right because there are a few populations in this world that don't have control over the things that they see and they do and kids are that are the biggest fucking group Mm. right yeah so what uh, my question for you is a how do you feel about that just in a general sense um and b what can we do to sort of combat those issues either you know what teachers are doing in school or uh, what the government can do etc i mean so i that's the whole well not the whole reason but that's one of the largest reasons that we're even talking about this right we feel that you know as a kid you are so innocent and so pure that you deserve the best regardless of what situation you're born into you do deserve the best and you deserve to you know be emotionally there and you know financially supported so that's kind of the whole reason we're talking about this hypothetical world to begin with because we want to we were just you know spitballing cool well not cool but like ideas of um how to get this ball rolling and again probably not going to happen but if it could it would save it would save a lot of kids that that initial trauma because I agree, like there are too many parents out there that just don't care. And, you know, they don't deserve to have the kids. If you don't care, you don't deserve to have the kid. And that should be somehow, um, you know, whether it be like through a psychiatrist doing an examination or something. And I mean, I, I don't know how you would actually like regulate that to like a high degree of certainty, mm-hmm. but that would be like, you have to be, emotionally ready to have a kid and i mean not emotionally ready in terms of like because some people have kids and they're like holy shit i'm like nervous to have this kid i i'm not ready to have this kid or whatever and then they end up being great parents that's not what i'm trying to say i'm trying to i'm trying to weed out the people that have the kid and they're like fuck you you're gonna basically live your life on your own and you can eat shit food here twice a day and you know and then go to school and that's pretty much it and we'll collect your 900 bucks because we don't make enough money to support ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, if you could, if you could somehow limit that factor, there would be so many less children that have these issues and that are, you know, being neglected and not having the, the ability to confide in a, in a safe, safe space, if you will, at home, you know what I mean? So I think that's a huge issue. I don't know if there's anything that the government can do. All you can do as an out the this is also one of the shitty things is all you can do as an outsider looking in, if the problems aren't serious enough, like if the parents aren't beating the child, 
and you get like, and you're just getting told about the emotional side and you know, your parents not being completely there. You don't, you can't do anything. Like you can't go to like child services because they'll be like, this isn't enough. Like we can't True. take this child away because it's not enough. Like you said way earlier on is it has to be that extreme. Like they have to be a drug addict, you know, out on the streets, leaving their child at home for two days without, you know, any supervision for anybody to step in. And maybe that's not what we should be looking at. Maybe if the kid does come to a, uh, an outside person and be like, Hey, listen, my home life's not that great. Obviously they wouldn't articulate it the same way that we would, but maybe then you, there should be a program where you can tell them. And, you know, if that kid has told a certain amount of people about it, or, you know, they send somebody to talk to the parents, if the parents don't get better, then they find some way to do it. But yeah, I, I don't, I don't think that we do enough for the kids in terms of like government involvement and whatnot, because like you said, they won't do anything unless it's at that extreme. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a tough um, scenario with government involvement too, because a part of me just wants to say like, let's increase the, um, the bar for having a kid a little bit, you know, like maybe, and I understand that I'm sure there's, you know, studies around this and, and whatnot around making sure a kid stays with their parents or, ha- or has some sort of like emotional tie to someone in the family. But maybe we raise the bar a little bit and we say, okay, like, you know, is this kid really thriving in this household sure you know this kid might might not be being beat or maybe not exposed to any sort of like um, crazy fucking addiction but it are they are they thriving and are they going to be able to be successful at the rate that they're going because sure dude we hear it all the time man a kid goes to school and they're, you know, a really smart kid. They might not have a great life at home, but they apply themselves in school. They have that mentality, that grind mentality, and they get out of it alive in the sense that not literally alive, but like mentally they, they have that capacity to do good things for themselves and be successful and not like rely on their parents. Um, and, you know, kids in sports too, right? You get a kid from a rough household that becomes sports, you know, phenomenons, right? You see that all the time. Um, and that's awesome. But like, what about the kids that can't, right? Like, what about the kids that are so fucking, you know, I don't know, maybe they don't have the mental capacity, or maybe they don't feel like they're good at anything, or they feel like there's no, you know, light at the end of the tunnel or whatever. And then you get these kids that like, they get to be 18, and then they just turn into fucking complete delinquents. Um, I think one thing we should do, let me know how you feel about this. Sure. But we need to reduce the stigma around having a kid in your class or just like a peer if you're a kid already um around like you know kids that are acting up a lot that are that that may not be behaving or may you know say the wrong things or maybe not be so pleasant to be around we need to sort of reduce that stigma for both you know the students that are around that classmate and also the teachers now i can only assume that most teachers are actually really good with that um my experience with teachers i don't think i have a single one that wouldn't go to a problem child and at least try to help um but I know that there are pretty rough teachers out there. And in the same sense, man, like if anything, students, man, fucking kids, are, kids are tough, right? Like kids are tough and pretty much at any age, man, they're judgmental as fuck. Yeah. That's a, you know, that's a hostile environment. So how do we sort of reduce that 
that stigma and maybe make that kid feel a little bit more welcomed. Maybe that, maybe, I don't know, this is cheesy to say, but maybe love alone changes the fucking scenario. Yeah. I mean, uh, compassion is probably the biggest thing. The, the only issue I have, um, with this is it, it doesn't, it, it creates a hard line to draw between compassion and, you know, keeping them in line, mm. uh, because you don't want to be, you don't want to just be like, okay, this, this child has a rough household. I'm going to let them do whatever the fuck they want. They still need some form of structure and they need the structure more than ever if they're not getting it in their house. True. So I think it's, I think it's a difficult thing to do. And I think you're right. Like, I think a lot of teachers can do it very like can help or, or at least like listen to them and help in that sense very well. But I don't know if there's really much more you can do at the school point other than, you know, trying to inspire and, you know, get them to be become the, the kid that lives in a rough household, but ends up making a ton of money because they're a genius. You know what I mean? Um, and if you can't inspire, then I think, I think the, I think it's just a, I think you're just fucked, honestly. Like, well, you spend you spend a lot of time at school, but you spend most of your time still at home. So, what are you what are you gonna do if like if you have a really great school life? That's great, but you're still getting all the shit from at home. So, what are you gonna do? There's nothing. I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of it's kind of fucked. And I'm I'm super against government involvement personally, but like when we talk about things like this. And especially in terms of children, I don't know, because it's, you want children to have a good life, you know, and some, a lot of them are not just because of these factors. Yeah, I think it's unfortunate. I mean, like, I I like to, I like to be as optimistic as possible when we, you and I have these like hypothetical, hypothetical conversations. Um, And I think in part, we maybe make it sound easy. Um, to sort of incorporate some of these changes and change some of these lives. But at the end of the day, there are just, there's a lot of kids and there's a, you know, a lot of schools, a lot of teachers, a lot of parents. There's so many different variables involved that it's like, yeah, like what else can you do except for show some compassion and try to give the kids structure. And then from then on, like, even though they're a kid and they may not know any better, it's kind of on them to be like, okay, like I need to listen to the person that knows better than me. And just like completely confide and um, sort of trust this person to take me where I need to go. Um, but yeah, dude, I don't know. This this whole fucking thing is just <laughs> um, it's, weird. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a tough conversation. And I think we reached all the key points that you know I kind of wanted to go into. So unless you have anything to add, I think uh, yeah, I think I'll yeah. make a quick final remark here and then. We can close it out. Hit me with that final remark. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At the end of the day, we understand that it's an issue that isn't necessarily solvable. We just wanted to talk about it kind of, you know, we like to, we like to spitball ideas at, at situations that may not be completely realistic. Uh, And yeah, so I think there is no current solution, but maybe in, in the future when the government's gone all tyrannical on us and, you know, have 99% involvement in our life, maybe then, you know, kids will stop having such rough childhood. I don't know. Yeah, dude, I feel you on that. Um, it was a good talk today. Thank you for listening to the Average Buds podcast. You can hit up, hit us up on all of our social medias. 
I'm not going to go through them because they're in our description. <laughs> so read our podcast description and they're all there. Um, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace.